Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Central Susquehanna Valley. Uh, it is not Mark Lawrence, but it is Ben Reikley and also John Shipman. Morning. John, a, a good morning to you and a good morning for all. We have a very interesting format today. We will be uh, having the first half hour of open phones, and then uh, what we'll be doing is uh, going to the candidates. But I'm looking at... Uh, I'm looking at our producer, Matt Catrillo. We actually have Lou Barlett on the phone we right now. We have Lou on the phone now. Okay. We will start off. We will change our format. Uh, our producer is called a uh, Audible. He is, he is hollering Omaha in the room next door. So we're going to uh, take uh, John. We're going to get ready for former U.S. Congressman Lou Barletta. Very good. Mr. Barletta, you are on the mark. Good to be with you. Good. Uh, Lou, you, you're with Ben Reikley and John Shipman. And uh, I have, uh, of course, we have met a number of times. You and I have a picture together at the George Bush uh, rally up in Scranton, uh, up in uh, Wilkesbury, Scranton. I want to say, I hope that's 2004, but uh, I, I don't want to date us. I, I remember that, actually. In, in <laughs> fact, President Bush uh, gave me a shout-out and told me to fix the potholes. Uh, <laughs> ter- terrible thing to say to a former mayor. C- certainly is, and uh, also, too, though. But but you could have said, though, the line painting in the northeast Pennsylvania is great. We, we have the best lines on roads anywhere in the country. <laughs> we only did the straight ones. Well, the crooked the, ones was our competition. Well, that's great. Well, we, we appreciate your time, and uh, I know we have some questions here. I, I did hear you as I traveled through Pennsylvania. I did hear you interviewed on KDKA out in Pittsburgh. So uh, I, I know you've been around the state. But, uh, Lou, the initial question I ask uh, any of the candidates, uh, even uh, here locally, is uh, why do you want to be X? And for you, why do you want to be governor of Pennsylvania? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I served 11 years as mayor of Hazleton and then went on and served in the United States Congress and thought I was done, actually, to be honest with you, after uh, um, running for the Senate in 2018. Finally had some time to spend with my grandchildren. I have four daughters and 10 grandchildren. And and then the pandemic happened, and, and I watched the Governor Wolf totally mismanage uh, this pandemic and, and literally destroying people's lives. He took people's livelihoods away from them, shutting businesses down, only the ones he chose uh, to shut down. And, you know, some of those businesses didn't open again. Uh, some of the people that worked and loved their job, uh, you know, didn't have that job any longer. But it made no sense to me. You can go to Walmart, but you couldn't go to a local business only because 
Governor Wolf said so. And I know how hard my wife and I worked on our business and our employees were part of our family. Uh, and I was outraged by this. Like, what gives one man that kind of power? How, how could we have gotten to a place where one person can literally take your your livelihood away from you and then, then he uh, shut down our schools and, and, you know, even though science didn't back up the decision, we don't know the long-term effects of that. You know, that year of learning loss, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to deal with that and how, how we get this back to our kids. And then they put COVID-positive seniors back in the nursing home when we knew our seniors were our most vulnerable people and 50% of our deaths came because of that. And I had enough. I, I couldn't just sit back and watch this any longer. And, um, you know, I thought, if, if not me, then who? I have the experience. Um, I have the statewide name ID. I thought I'd give us the best chance of beating Josh Shapiro, and so I'm, uh, that's why I'm doing it. Yes, you have the, the statewide experience. You ran against uh, now Senator Casey. Uh, it was a uh, interesting battle, and, and you got uh, an idea of what it takes to run a statewide campaign. You're successful. A Barletta administration starts in Harrisburg. What, what's your first priorities? Uh, repealing Act 77, the mail-in, no-excuse mail-in ballots that caused chaos in, in, in our presidential election in 2020. Uh, withdraw Pennsylvania out of Reggie, the regional greenhouse gas initiative. Uh, these here, are, here, these here, are here. horrible, terrible <laughs> ideas. You know, that's, this is the future for us here in Pennsylvania. We were blessed. God gave us such a gift to have all this natural gas under our feet. You know, we can't have a governor, uh, Governor Shapiro uh, or a Governor Wolf, who, who's going to put us in a consortium with states who can't produce any energy. Uh, you know, these, these are the jobs that are going to keep our, our, our children and our grandchildren here in Pennsylvania, and it's the tool I'm going to use to attract manufacturing jobs here because of our cheap energy. Um, we are not business friendly. I'm, I'm going to announce to the world that Pennsylvania will be open for business again. DEP is used as a weapon to uh, to detract businesses from coming here. It's, right now, DEP stands for Don't Expect Permits. Uh, we're going to change that become business friendly. We have the second highest corporate net income tax uh, in the country. Another uh, way to discourage businesses from coming here. We're going to turn all that around. Um, if you like what they're doing in Florida, I served with Ron DeSantis, then you're going to like with what a Governor Lou Barletta will do here in Pennsylvania. Okay, well, my first question was about the carbon uh, uh, agreement, and I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, it's going to be a terrible tax on uh, on Pennsylvania citizens and going to cost us a lot of jobs. Um, another question I have for you, uh, Senator, or Congressman, is that uh, where do you stand on school choice? We've heard our current governors talk for seven years now about school choice and then do everything he can to diminish uh, the options that we have. Uh, what would your position be on school choice? If, if we really want to lift people out of poverty, if we really want to make sure that, that our children have a good future, then it's an education. It's a good education, a quality education. And every person has a right to, to have that opportunity. And so I am 100% for school choice. I believe that your tax dollars should follow your child. And, and nobody should be stuck in a failing school. And, and we're going to give those, those children that opportunity. 
opportunity to, to have a good education. Better, better than a government handout check is a diploma or a skill, and, and let them go, go at it with that. That's how their future is going to be better. We're, we're going to make sure we do that. But speaking of schools, we're going to go even further than that because we're also going to make sure that uh, uh, what they're teaching, we're, we're going to watch and have our own eyes. Parents will have their own eyes on what's being taught to their children. Uh, you know, when I'm governor, I signed the 1776 pledge, and that pledge is to, to all the people of Pennsylvania that parents will be back in control of their children's education. Uh, they'll have an opportunity to see the curriculum of what is being taught to our children. We, we found out if there was one good thing that happened with COVID is we saw what was being taught to our children, and we didn't like it. Uh, so parents will have an opportunity to see the curriculum, the textbooks, what's being taught. We're not going to teach critical race theory to our children. We're not going to teach our children to hate each other. We're going to teach them to love each other. And we're also going to teach American history again. I, you know, I really believe that they're trying. Many people are trying to rewrite the history of America, and I think our children should uh, should learn that this is the greatest country on earth, and the, and the history that we should uh, also know and, and be proud of. And uh, finally, when it comes to schools, I'm the father of four daughters. Uh, you know, they're all grown now, but uh, I I will not I will not stand by and watch biological boys competing against girls. And I will not allow boys to be in girls' locker rooms. I'm going to protect the privacy of, of young women here in Pennsylvania. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I am the, all, the father of three daughters and uh, also grown now. Um, but I can tell you that uh, equality in sports and so forth came hard for, for a lot of women. Title IX was a big part of that. Uh, now when they finally are reaching parity, uh, all of a sudden uh, the current administration is going to take that away. And I think that's very unfair. And I appreciate yeah, your stand on that. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, not only is it unfair for them to compete with a biological male, but that every time a, a biological male is on a team, that means one girl didn't make that team. And, and, and was pushed off. And that's just not fair. I mean, for, especially for those who, who, like you said, you know, women have fought so hard for equality. And, and, and now all of a sudden, you know, the left is okay with, uh, you know, it's too bad if, if you don't make a team or you can't compete with, with a male in sports. So uh, we're going to fix all that. Well, certainly. Well, we certainly appreciate your time, Lou. If you could give us a, a closing statement. And, and again, I, I sort of go back to uh, some past uh, uh, political folks I've been around and, and some of the questions you hear, but again, uh, you tell us why Lou Barletta for governor. Yeah, first of all, I'm proud to have the endorsement of the Northumberland County Republican Party. That's something I'm very proud of. I was proud to serve uh, serve the area as, as their congressman. And listen, you, you won't have to guess what I'm going to do. Many of the candidates are running for the first time, or we don't really know a lot about what they'll do when, they, when they're in that position. You know me. Uh, you won't have to guess what I'll do tomorrow. Just look what I did yesterday. I have a record. I have a record of standing up as mayor of Hazleton uh, when I was faced with the problem of illegal immigration. 
I stood up when no one else in America had the courage to stand up, and I stood there in front of the eyes of the country and, and defended the people of Hazleton. I really believe that's what we need again right now. I think we're at a point in Pennsylvania's history where we need a governor who's going to fight for us, who's proven, I'm road-tested, and I'm ready. Um, I say this will be the new Pennsylvania. We're going to bring common sense back to the Commonwealth, but I think we need somebody who's actually done it, and uh, that's what I offer. Okay, well, we certainly appreciate your time. On a lighter note, are you satisfied with your Yankees' start to the season? Well, I'm certainly happy being being an Italian-American. I'm certainly happy with the way Anthony Rizzo starts, started this season. And I still think we need I still think we need another pitcher. Well, uh, but, you know, Rizzo I, did win a ring with the Cubs, so maybe he's going to bring that uh, magic to, uh, to the Yankees. Well, he needs to talk to Joey Gallo, you know, the two Italian stallions there. we got to get Gallo uh, on track. Okay. Lou, be safe on the campaign trail. Okay. And, uh, you know, good luck to you on May. May 17th. Thanks for your time. Okay. Thank, thanks, gentlemen. That was Lou Barletta. We're going to take a quick break. We have, uh, we're going to, looks like the time slots, John, are being filled up here. That's good. So I, I don't think we're going to have anyone from out of state, but it looks like we're going to have a lot of in-state political people. I think it'll today. be, yeah, mostly. So that'll be good. Okay. We're going to take a break. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your cat. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap. Meow till I get your food. Your pet has a food. very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get coverage get for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Straight Talk Wireless now has the new iPhone 13 with cinematic mode, which lets you focus on what matters. And with Straight Talk, you can focus on getting the best deal. Our Silver Unlimited plan is just $45 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data. And it runs on the largest, most dependable networks. Now with nationwide 5G. With the iPhone 13 on Straight Talk, you can share whatever you want, wherever you want. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. If you have a small business, Staples has your sign. Banners for my bakery? Staples has your sign. Oh, posters for my new pet store. Floor decals for a pharmacy. Every day, Staples Associates help every kind of small business create bold signs to make big impressions. And now get $10 off custom signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. This is your sign. So print it big at Staples. Staples. 
528. Visit staplesconnect.com slash this is your sign for details. Join News Radio 1070 WKOK Monday through Friday mornings from 8.30 till 10 for our live local telephone talk show on the mark. But I mean, the entire system is broken. When our top choices are Trump and Clinton or Trump and Biden, I just want to say you guys are part of the dumb down experiment. They're just trying to dumb everybody down. And you keep mentioning something for four or five days straight, you start believing. That's the dumb down project. On the mark, weekday mornings from 8.30 30 till 10, only on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, Nate Bauer, Ryan Snyder, and Scott Spinelli today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Thank you, Matthew, for that soothing music on this political day here on On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check out the Sunbury Motor Company at sunburymotors.com. Stop down and see. Tell Jeff Clock he's a good-looking sales manager. Next, John, we are going to talk to Calissa Schillinger. She is okay. running for lieutenant governor. And, Clarissa, you are on the mark. Hi, Mark. Um, it's actually Clarice, kind of oh, like Hannibal Lecter or Rudolph yeah, the Red-Nosed Reindeer's yeah, girlfriend. I didn't want to go that way because I was getting, <laughs> I was uh, thought uh, you were going to tell me how the liver tasted, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we will take. I apologize, and you're with Ben Reichley and John Shipman, Clarice. Oh, good morning, thank Clarice. You. So if thank uh, you. John starts making sucking sounds, just don't take it personally. You know, it's. I have to tell you both, it's kind of funny. Every time I go on the radio, um, that happens. Mm. But here's the good thing. With well, we didn't want to disappoint you, so. <laughs> right. Don't disappoint me. So uh, the good thing is with my name is it's hard to forget with the Hannibal Lecter reference, number one. And number two, I'm very first ballot position. So when you go into the polls, it's very easy to find my name on the lieutenant governor ticket. Well, Clarissa, I, I have easy interviews for political people. And the, and the first question, we just talked to Lou Barlett, who's running for governor. You're running for lieutenant governor. Um, why do you want to be lieutenant governor of this great commonwealth? Sure. So I appreciate that question because why, right? Every, that's the burning question. And the reason why I chose to uh, even run this statewide race is because what I have seen over the past three years being a mom uh, with my own children severely affected uh, by the school lockdowns, my kids did not walk back into the classroom for 18 months, and I was forced out of my career like 33% of the women in the Commonwealth. And what I mean when I say that is we have seen a current administration every single time choose tyranny over trust, every single time. And at my kitchen table, I started a statewide pack. I fundraised $700,000 and passed it out across the Commonwealth for conservative school board candidates. We never looked at winnability. We just wanted to inform the voters on exactly what was happening in our schools. And that's what we did. And in addition to not looking at winnability, we still won 60% of our races. So for me, that is a true indication of the red wave that's carrying on into 2022. And there is no question, and my dinner just last week with uh, President Trump, I told him, we sat together for an hour and a half, President, this is the year of Pennsylvania 
because if we do not stop Josh Shapiro and that ticket this year, he will be a national problem. He will be a problem in 2024. So I am super excited. We've done 25,000 miles in just 12 weeks. And uh, we're on the road literally every single day until uh, the primary. But Northumberland tomorrow, uh, Northumberland is extremely important to me as I am an endorsed candidate there. And I'll actually be there all day tomorrow. Yeah, real quick, what, what school district uh, was your uh, children attending? Uh, there, um, so I'm in Montgomery County. Oh, Montgomery County. Um, you, okay, so. Yeah. No, I'm taking, right outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, we, but but I I, I take it uh, in the suburban areas there there's been sort of a uh, how would you say backtracking on particularly public education and a big turn to private charter and homeschooling. Uh, you're you're exactly right, um, and so much so people are pulling their children, uh, putting them in private homeschooling, parochial, whatever that looks like. But this is I, this is one reason why I am such a strong advocate for school choice and and parents being number one, parents being in charge of their children's education. Number two, having the availability to see each and every school's curriculum that should be public. We saw Wolf veto that a couple weeks ago. There is no reason that that curriculum is not public. But most importantly, we have so many parents uh, that are now paying these outrageous school taxes in addition to now tuition because they don't trust the public school system. So that 33% of women that I just told you left the workforce uh, during the pandemic, not even half of them have returned. And the reason for that is because they don't trust the school system. I have to say, I, I did not uh, recognize who you were, so I did some work when you announced your candidacy, and I have to say that uh, you really have an impressive uh, uh, resume these last three years on what you've accomplished. I, I, I uh, as I read about you, I, I, I had to say I, I think this is a is a uh, somebody that's going to stand up. Uh, how do we get uh, so the uh, one of the things you say is that the the funding should should go to the families. Um, how do we accomplish that? So I actually think that it's best accomplished at the local level. When we see money go to the state, we see local counties fight. To, you know, I mean, they just have to fight so hard to get that money back. I think that it is best suited at the local counties and, and dispersed as a, as a voucher system, right? So Michigan has an excellent school choice program where they kind of do like a 10, 15 mile radius that a parent can choose what school that their child goes to. And keeping that money in the local level is, is so critically important because we don't need it to go up to Harrisburg and then the unelected bureaucrats get their hands on it and then we have money going you know, in different pots in different places. And it's truly one of the reasons why I'm running for a position in the executive branch. Because what we've seen with the Wolf administration, he has doubled our budget in his time, doubled. We see seniors being taxed out of their homes. We see, I mean, it, this is truly incredible, the, the amount of taxes that each and every Pennsylvanian has to pay. 
but I think that school choice is a major contributor into bringing that down. So when we talk about the teachers union, which I've gone toe to toe with them every single time, they have tried to dox me, they've sent people out to my home, that's okay, I'm a strong supporter of the Second Amendment, so I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't afraid. Um, but what I will say is, we, the teachers union pours millions upon millions of dollars into Northumberland school boards, into across our Commonwealth. Then what happens is they buy these school boards and turn around and negotiate contracts with these very same people that they bought. So when when I talk to seniors and, and they say, I can't afford one more tax increase on my school taxes, I tell them every single politician that comes in here and tells you that they're going to eliminate property taxes, you're never going to do it unless we get the teachers union in check and start pulling money away from them because money is power, right? We all know that. So, and, and the one way to do that is school choice, a voucher system program that is ran at the local level with some help of the state, whatever that they need to set that up, but truly making sure that that money stays in the county and stays with the parents. And Clarissa, finishing up here, uh, quick question. You are Lieutenant Governor if what happens? I'm sorry, say that one more time. You will become lieutenant governor if what happens? I I will become lieutenant governor if I just keep fighting, fighting to the end. I mean that's that's exactly what I'm doing. I I will travel, I will do I will meet every single Pennsylvanian that I can possibly meet. Um, I have a relationship with each and every gubernatorial candidate that's running right now. Uh, I will, we're, we're done with what we've seen with Wolf and Fetterman. They don't get along and they this and they that. No, the role of the Lieutenant Governor is, is very simple and this is exactly what every Pennsylvanian deserves. When, a, when the Governor signs an executive order, when the governor says, you know, he's the CEO, of, he or she is the CEO of the state, saying this is where we need to move forward with the state, that executive order expires when the governor leaves his, his or her term. It is my job to ensure that executive order is ushered through the House, the Senate, and back to the governor's desk to become law so that we are not here in another four to eight years. I'm going to be an asset to each and every, whoever wins this. I just heard Lou Barletta. Isn't he fantastic? Um, he truly is a real fighter. So, you know, we just have to, we have to team up. We have to do what's right for every single Pennsylvanian. And when I, if I get there, if and when, I promise that I will, I will do exactly what's right for every Pennsylvanian. I will be just as accessible as Lieutenant Governor as I am a candidate. And it's just going to look different this year. We're not going to have a Lieutenant Governor with boots on the ground. We're going to have a Lieutenant Governor with heels on the ground. And we're going to get things done. <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate your time. And, Clarice, I would say this. I, I'm going to guess you're going to have a little more professional attire. The hoodie and the shorts will probably go away. Well, so a lot of people uh, say as soon as I walk in the door, 
well, at least you dress better than our current lieutenant governor. (laughs) And I will tell you, it really saddened me. I'm not sure if you know the story of the two police officers killed. It was tragic uh, in Philadelphia two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, by a drunk driver. And John Fetterman showed up in a Carhartt hoodie and sweatpants. That this is not makeup and dress up and all fun. It's a sign of respect for Pennsylvanians that have put you there and showing up in a t-shirt, hoodie or gym shorts to a tragic event is unacceptable. Well, we certainly appreciate your time and safe travels on the campaign trail. Clarice for PA. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. Thank Clarice. you. Well, John, interesting. I, 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 I like a lot of what she talks about. If you go on the, on the web and, and uh, look at her voter uh, ratings and so forth, she's very strong. Well, we have a next half, a next hour. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning. There is no Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence is... Uh what do you think, John? I, do, I think he's probably in the hot tub enjoying a cup of coffee I here this so. morning. So, <laughs> so good for Mark. I am Ben Reikley, and with me is John Shipman. And you are listening on The Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motors Company. Go to sunburymotors.com and pick out your next vehicle. And, John, we are going to go right to the phones. Okay. For U.S. Pennsylvania, U.S. Senate candidate, Ambassador Carla Sands. And I have met Ms. Sands in Harrisburg at a couple meetings, and I will get a little bit involved in the details. because yeah, I, 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 I haven't never met her. So. I think she will chuckle. You take it. <laughs> Ambassador Sands, you're on the mark. Good morning. I'm so happy to join you and your listeners, Ben and John. What a beautiful morning. Okay, well, in full disclosure, we have met down at Charlie's meetings, and uh, your parents were um, very kind, reminded me of my grandparents as uh, I helped them try to negotiate the parking meters in Harrisburg. And I think you came up when we were done and you thanked me. We all walked in together. And then after that, uh, you gave a very, very impressive discussion. And if I could start off this question with a curveball to you, should, sure. should the United States pursue buying Greenland? <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for being so kind to my parents. I live about a mile and a half from them, and please pray for my dad. He just went through open-heart surgery, and he's really struggling in his recovery. But I was honored to be the sitting U.S. ambassador to Denmark, Greenland, and the Faroe Islands when I came and spoke to Charlie's group because I needed to find my home during a pandemic because I had to move back from Copenhagen after uh, we know what happened in the 2020 election. So I was here for a few days and delighted to meet you and Charlie and so many other great people. But, um, you know, President Trump was the third U.S. president to propose buying Greenland because it's just off our northeast coast. And as a matter of fact, when I got there as the U.S. ambassador, Russia and China were everywhere and we were absent 
the entire region. There were, and this is open source, Russian subs all over the place, and China was attempting to trap Greenland in their what we call debt diplomacy, where they 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 finance and build projects, and then countries can't afford. Uh, the debt at some point, and they take the assets. Oh, yeah. The, so, and also, China had invested in a lot of the rare earth mines up there, too. Yeah, the belt. We, we, we hadn't been around for 67 years. No diplomatic presence. No, and, and we're asleep at the wheels. And John just talked yeah. about the Belt and Road Program. And, and if we don't get our act together, we're going to be farther behind. And President Trump brought that out. And, uh, yeah. you know, when some of these people are in the pockets of some of the other folks, you know what it is. I know we have a short, short time, Ambassador. Uh, and my quick question to all the candidates, governor, lieutenant governor, U.S. Senate, is you know, why Carla Sands for, for U.S. Senator of Pennsylvania? Sure. And first of all, I just want to say hello to your listeners and introduce myself. For those who I haven't met before, I'm very grateful to be endorsed by the Northumberland uh, County GOP. And I have tremendous friends in, in Northumberland. And then also, uh, I am a pro-life, pro-First Amendment, pro-Second Amendment constitutional conservative i'm america first and a businesswoman a christian and a mom and i'm also an eighth generation pennsylvanian and my pennsylvania ancestors fought in the american revolution and they also fought in the civil war and this is our time to fight for the heart and soul of our great country because the leftists the marxists have control of our democrat party it's no longer the party of jfk it's the party of aoc and bernie sanders sadly and i have a website and i'd love to have your listeners uh, join us they can sign up and volunteer we need their help and our website is carlasands.com carlasands.com and why me is i actually worked under president trump to counter russia and china in the high north and i i literally worked with nato and the department of defense and so many other departments like commerce interior energy treasury the state department the dod of course and then the white house and the the uh, department of defense actually gave me their highest civilian honor for my work countering russia and china and we did things like block that russian gas pipeline the only place it wasn't completed was my area of responsibility but we also increased our trade with denmark over 43 percent while i was there because i wanted to create jobs in the united states and that was one of my stated goals and so why me i'm the only one on either side of the aisle ready on day one to bring opportunity to pennsylvania because i've already done it as the u.s ambassador understanding how to work and get things done and actually fight and beat the swamp because I did that in Washington and so I'd be honored to have your listeners vote on May 17th this isn't a, a year for a throwaway vote this is a year that really matters this is no longer Bush v. Gore and the hanging chads this is like we're fighting to save our country from the leftists that are not trying to turn it into Denmark I mean, they're literally marching us towards Venezuelan-style socialism. They are so radical. I don't even want to get into the, you know, the uh, appointees that this radical Biden administration has tried to be, been pushing uh, into different uh, positions of power in their administration. Uh, and uh, I'd like to, like to to ask a question. Uh, obviously, we have many, many problems uh, at the federal level. Uh, what would what one of the things you mentioned was the swamp? Um, how do we address the problem of the size and scope of the federal government? 
Right. Well, we have to reform it. It is so heavy and bloated with bureaucratic waste. I experienced it firsthand. I actually stopped an $8 million project they were going to do on my embassy. They got started, and I realized what a boondoggle it was and just told them to pack it up and take it away. $8 million. So I saved almost that much for the taxpayers. But it is just everywhere like that. We have out-of-control inflation in Pennsylvania that's hurting our seniors and our families on a fixed income. We all feel it. And I'll work in Washington on day one to stop the out-of-control spending and to make sure that we expand our energy industry, we have, that we have common sense regulations, and I'll work to undo and unwind all this Green New Deal garbage that Biden is trying to install. He's putting it into these multi-trillion dollar, I call them big bad bills, that's a war on our Pennsylvania farmers and on our energy sector. And I'll work to stop that, to secure our border, and also to protect our children's innocence and that they are not indoctrinated in school. And there are a couple of other people in the race. There's two guys, one is China first, and one is Turkey first. And then we have a lady who's also conservative, but she actually lost her last race by 20 points to a weak Democrat in a red wave year. She gaslights voters and doesn't tell them this, but she actually lost in a in a in a the best year Republicans had since 1953. She lost by 20 points to a weak Democrat playing, you know, keeping, you know, she says she takes away half the Democrats talking points, but the difference is she she wouldn't have lost in a in a red wave year if if her talking points were actually true. Well, and also what's that? well I just I'll just say, you know, Please. I can beat John Fetterman in November. The vote has to count. When you cast your vote, who can beat John Fetterman in November? It's me, Carla Sands for the Senate. Well Ambassador, we certainly appreciate it and also the insight and people just don't understand that in that North area. And the Belt and Road no. program by China is basically right out of Oregon crimes handbook and uh, mm-hmm. you did have brought that to light thank you for being on the mark here in the uh, central Susquehanna Valley and uh, hopefully uh, again Northumberland County Republican Party has endorsed you and uh, safe travels on the campaign trail and uh, best to uh, best to your father best to your campaign on May 17th thank you and I hope to say hello in person to as many of your listeners as possible as I go about the Commonwealth take care and have a great rest of your day. Bye, you Ben. Too. Bye, Thank ben. you. Do the same. Ambassador Carla Sands, a very interesting, uh, accomplished uh, lady who has stepped up. Uh, her discussion with I was at was very informative about what really goes on in foreign policy, and people can complain all they want. The Trump administration addressed our foreign policy flaws, where our Achilles heels are, and how we can get out of it. And one of the things is strength begets strength. You have to do that. I agree with that. And and for the soft yellow belly underlings out there who feel that uh, you can uh, kumbaya, good luck, because the real world does not operate like that. And right now, the Ukrainians are not uh, appreciating weakness. They they're, they're, the, strength. they're the, the, the reaping the rewards of our weakness, and you are so correct. In foreign policy, strength matters. Uh, the uh, Machiavelli says that it's better to be feared and loved, and I think that's true. Um, we need a, a government that will stand up and for the United States and for our working people. Okay, John, we're going to take a break. Next up, I believe we're going to have Congressman Dan Muser. You're listening to On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Trail getting a little frisky back there with this bumper music. Yeah. Uh, all, uh, he's moving around too. He's jumping around. He's excited about the uh, draft picks. The, uh, there you go. Philadelphia did okay. Yes, I'm excited about the Eagles draft and the Sixers won. So last night was a good night. It was, and then also too, I think they refer to him as a dancing bear. He is what six four, three hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah, Jordan Davis from Georgia. Yes, very and he, excited. And he moves faster than you, me, and John put together. That is correct. And uh, he'll. <laughs> He'll be a difference maker? I think so. Okay. Okay, you're listening on The Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Go to sunburymotors.com. And on The Mark, or on the uh, line number one, is a somebody who has called in many, many times before, Congressman Dan Muser of the 9th District. Good morning, sir. Good morning. On the mark. Get set. Let's go. Uh, let's let's do some uh, house cleaning real early. Uh, how did spring football go at Bucknell? Well, it went pretty well. Thanks for asking, uh, Ben. I know you're a big football enthusiast and uh, announcer and all, and I see you up there in uh, Lewisburg. My son, as you know, my son Danny plays. He's yep. number 32. Carried the ball a few times. Caught a nice, uh, nice screen pass. Um, I think I think the Bison's going to be doing pretty well this year. Well, good. Uh, let's get back to business. John has a very in-depth question for you, but I would like to just make the statement, and it's an easy yes or no. And I know uh, political folks hate the yes or no answers, but Pennsylvania has the potential, economic and with energy, to be the Northeast version of Texas. Got it. Yep. I mean, that. Wh- why aren't we using what we have? And uh, we economically, we should be we should be the northeast version of Texas. Yeah. Congressman, well, why welcome. aren't we? Is because we have a Biden administration and far too many Democrats, and certainly the Wolf administration, which boggles my mind every every moment I hear them speak. Uh, that is having a direct assault on domestic energy production. For some reason or another, they are sanctioning, they meaning the folks I just mentioned, domestic energy more than they're sanctioning Russian energy at at this point in time. So it's just wrong. Under President Trump, we had energy independence. We had a surplus of energy. We were exporting energy. Look, we bottom line, we would not be having these escalating gasoline prices, through the roof gasoline prices, if we had a better president and a a Republican majority in, in the House that was leaning in on responsible energy production, particularly in Pennsylvania, 
you know, these, these Biden folks actually sent down a crew from the Energy Department down to Venezuela to see if Venezuela could, could meet our energy demands, all the while putting sanctions and limits and, 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 and um, uh, minimizing the ability for U.S. producers, particularly in Pennsylvania. They, they put Venezuela over Pennsylvania. That's just one of the hundred reasons. But Dan, we got to be voting Republican moving along. I agree with you, but hold it. They went down there to see that, but they did not come back with the U.S. oil companies prisoners. Venezuela is holding U.S. citizens who worked for U.S. oil companies. They went down there to negotiate, and they didn't come back with those people. Ben, ben, they're they're negotiating with Iran right now, the the number one proxy center and causer of terrorism in the world uh, that is on their knees because of the Trump sanctions that were put on them uh, to beg them not to further enrich uranium. This administration, to make a bomb, by the way, so we're basically we're, we're looking to pay them off so as uh, they don't they don't continue their development of enrichment of uranium. I had Tony Blinken in a foreign affairs. Uh, a meeting yesterday, and it was absolutely unbelievable that the gaslighting that's taken place. Look, we they, they have an upside-down, inverted policy agenda. It makes no sense to the vast majority of Americans, and they're, and, and it's failing. The, their policy initiative, their upside-down policies, no surprise, are not working. They're failing America. They're failing uh, Northumberland County. They're failing Pennsylvania's 9th District. Uh, we got to vote them out. Yeah, I, I'd like to just say uh, I read this week that uh, another uh, refinery in the United States just shut down this week. That's the fifth refinery that shut down since the Biden administration came in. Uh, so we're losing capacity uh, even as they're pretending to support uh, uh, new leases and so forth. So uh, it's a problem. I have a question that I'd like to ask, uh, Congressman. Uh, the, the House recently passed the Comprehensive Southern Border Strategy Act, H.R. 726. Uh, and I'd like you to tell us a little. I, I'm not sure what all that means. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, what that uh, uh, what that legis? I know it hasn't uh, done anything in the Senate yet, but what does that legislation purport to do? Well, it's it's largely a bill uh, for added funding, and frankly, it is weak at best. Uh, we have a enormous problem at our southern border. There are atrocities taking place that wouldn't be appropriate to bring up on this phone. I'm on the, the Border Security Caucus. Um, we discuss this daily with the Customs and Border Patrol agents, with those in charge. And um, th this, this situation was largely corrected. It was minimized. It wasn't perfect under President Trump, but it was far better for, because the policies and the execution of the, of the plan was, uh, was working in cooperation with the Mexican government, actually. And I had personal conversations with the president on it while, 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 as it was improving. And I've been to the border twice to, to witness it and hear what the Customs and Border Patrol had to say. But now, even in spite of this so-called legislation that they, that they passed, they're now looking to uh, uh, relinquish, as you well know, I'm sure, this Title 42 that uh, we are not just voicing uh, uh, discern against, but we're, uh, I'm fighting it, uh, and I'm trying to gain as many Democrats as I can, which I've done. 
to uh, to uh, extend, if not eliminate, the lifting of this Title 42, which would triple, if not quadruple, the number of illegals entering our country. So of all the catastrophes created over the last 15 months, this is this is quite possibly the, the, the worst that's taking place, and and they're, and they're looking to make it worse. I wish I had better news on it, but they're they're doubling down, and um, we, uh, we we have to fight it. And yes, we need to continue to call Democrat members so they weigh in uh, with the president, so, uh, as well as uh, vote for anything to minimize this disaster that they continue to to cause. Dan, uh, real quick, uh, we, we, we're finishing up. We have some other candidates calling in, and we certainly appreciate your time. But what do you see? And I, and I say this respectfully. What do you see, if anything, legislatively happening in in Washington uh, coming up with the campaign or coming up with the election in uh, November? Listen, we need to continue to fight, and it's, been, it's an absolute honor, by the way, to be serving the people of Pennsylvania's ninth. I'm thrilled that it is the ninth has expanded. I now have all of Northumberland County and, and parts of Lycoming, and I got the Northern Tier, and so it's, it's great. Um, our work is about representing and being the voice of the people in Washington, the conservative, problem-solving voice, fighting for national security, fighting for our strong economy, fighting for the American dream, fighting for our constitution. Constitutional values, First Amendment, Second Amendment, fighting for the for the uh, rights of the unborn, and and you know what? It, it's catchy because it works because it's right. And and here at home, I have a great staff, and it's one thing I'm going to be able to promise people: we will have a great hands-on, problem-solving staff that knows what they're doing from casework and uh, people throughout Northumberland County, most of Northumberland County, uh, Shamokin, Mount Carmel, Coltmont, and all don't know us well. But, but the rest will. And uh, and by the way, you know, we're going to be no strangers there either. Tomorrow, again, I'm going to be in Northumberland County. I was just at the uh, Fire Fleet's banquet uh, last weekend at Sunbury Eagles. And, of course, at America's, I always stop by there for the best hamburgers in the world. Uh, but tomorrow, our great chairwoman, Deb Betts, right? I mean, this lady is an absolute force of nature. She's a dynamo. Uh, she's got a long list of events for us throughout uh, the Susquehanna Valley. And um, so I'm going to be participating in that. And then we got a huge event on May 14th that Deb Betts is, uh, is uh, holding over at the, uh, the, the Spy Winery. And um, anyway, we got some great things happening. So we got excitement, we got enthusiasm, we got groundswell. Uh, we just need people to be excited as well because just like we had Carter to Reagan, we, 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 we went from Trump to the, the, the Biden and this malaise of, of, of wokeness. We're going uh, to rise up again and with great people, seriously, like, like that bets, like, 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 like you guys, like, like so many people, uh, like good members of Congress and good elected officials, um, uh, the, the, the future's going to be bright because it has to be. We have to leave it better for for our posterity. That's the name of the game. Well, Dan, appreciate it. Uh, folks, Congressman Dan Muser of the 9th District, uh, you know you have a uh, open line here anytime you need, and uh, safe travels uh, during the uh, campaign season. Thanks. You're, you're the best, my friend. Really appreciate you. Okay, take care, Dan. Thank Thanks, you. John. Right. Thanks, Mark. All right, bye. So our He's local congressman has been... Uh, 
He's been steady. Yeah, and we don't have time to get into it, uh, but we got G.T. Thompson now and Dan Muser, and uh, we'll move forward. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, oh, we're going to go right to the phones. Uh, again, uh, Matt's in there hollering, Omaha, Omaha, touching his helmet. I think you're supposed to run a uh, post pattern, John. I'm going to run the uh, bubble. Okay. But, uh, right now we're going to go to a, uh, I, would, I would say, the, uh, the princess of the state legislator down in Harrisburg, our locally admired representative, Linda Schlegel-Culver. Linda, you are on the mark. Good morning. How are you? Good. Yourself? Do we butter you I'm up? Great. Enough? <laughs> I'm not sure princess is the right term, but thank you. <laughs> well, I've been in Harrisburg, and uh, you handle yourself above the fray. And unfortunately, the fray in the, between the Democrats and the Republicans, and within the Republicans or within the Democrats, uh, you uh, you handle yourself uh, very well, and uh, are, you know, it's very appreciated, especially uh, if folks have been in Harrisburg and understand, uh, I'm not going to say the sharp knives or the sharp elbows, those, but uh, no, Linda, you are a you're a professional, and uh, for our area, you represent us well, and and you have an you have two ears open to your constituents, and you've always done that. Thank Welcome, you. Linda. It's good to have that. you on the show today. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm well. Yourself? Great. Thank you. Good. Appreciate all you do. Uh, a quick question. Um, a number of states uh, now is coming out that a number of states have taken COVID money uh, and given it to school districts to fund uh, CRT. Uh, do you know if any of that's been going on in Pennsylvania? Has our administration done that? Uh, I'm not aware that we gave any money to schools to specifically fund CRT. Okay. Um, as you know, we have a number of bills um, trying to neutralize that um, because we have a lot of parents that are upset um, that that may be being taught in any of our schools. I am not aware it's being taught in any of the schools here locally. Um, and, you know, the school districts, of course, all received money throughout the pandemic. Um, but a lot of that was operational money. A lot of that was to, you know, provide masks sanitation, you know, the extra cleaning, um, the, you know, uh, plastic barriers in between the desk. Um, and if you talk to our school districts, that's where a lot of the money went, was to protecting our students and getting them back in the classroom as fast as we could. Okay. Thank you. Linda, is is Reggie something that should only be in the cartoon characters, the Archies? And should <laughs> Reggie be standing next to, was it Jughead? I mean, I, this Reggie <laughs> deal is just, um, I don't think we can say it on the air, but it uh, makes a horse's backside almost look uh, rational. Right. I mean, and if you look at Pennsylvania, our number one industry is agriculture. Um, we always want to protect uh, our our just beauty and assets because we need them. Um, you know, everybody wants clean air, clean water. Um, and, you know, you go back to Senator Curry, who was the, um, the father of it uh, in our area. So uh, I, I don't know anybody in this area that is not very mindful. You know, we have the Susquehanna River. We have all these, you know, creeks and streams and that feed into it. And we have a lot of motion to clean them up. Um, but what Reggie does is it basically imposes another tax. And the argument has been the entire time any revenue generating or tax is, is originated in the House. Um, and all the other states that are in Reggie, it ran through their legislative process. That was bypassed. And when that is bypassed, 
people don't get a voice in the process, which is very upsetting to us. Um, it was just implemented, um, I want to say, was it earlier this week or late last week? It was, I think, Friday. Yes. Um, there, are, I mean, we've had a multitude of legislation uh, to address the issue, uh, but as you know, in the legislative process, it has to start in one chamber, the Senator of the House, has to go to the other, and it needs the governor's signature. Um, so we're not always getting that governor's signature on these bills um, to address these issues. So I know there are multiple court cases uh, regarding Reggie, and at this point we have to see how that plays out. I know we were meeting about it this week, trying to figure out what, what is our next move other than the court system, uh, and we'll continue to look at that. But, I mean, it's going to increase, you know, the, the, the fees will be on, you know, the producers, um, of our energy and of course that always gets passed on to the consumer and we all took a big hit with our electric rates already this year um you know inflation is beyond what many folks can afford right at this point i don't think we can continue to do that i think you can accomplish a lot of the same things in a much different way well, i agree and if you look at the other states and reggie their uh, state is controlled uh, by the democratic side for the most part but again it, right. it's bad legislation and and senator yaw has really really raised the flag in the uh, in the senate that, th- that th- this isn't bad legislation this is ridiculous legislation yeah. for Pennsylvania. It makes no sense for Pennsylvanians. Yeah. And, you know, what's always interesting, and someone will say, well, how can you tell this or that and what's going on legislatively? And, Linda, you live it. But I always find it interesting when a piece of legislation comes out and you have Southeast Republicans opposing it, or you have Southeast Republicans a proponent of it, but then you have... PA Western Democrats opposing it or PA Western Democrats as proponents of it. And it, it's the balance of the state. So I've, I always say, I said, look at what the Democrats in the West are doing and look at what the Republicans in the Southeast are doing and you get a little bit of a benchmark. Now, is it 100%? But it's, it is always interesting. So you got pro-energy Democrats out in the West because their constituents are there and you got Republicans down in the Southeast going, we're not getting a big piece of the pie. We need, you know, we, we need we need taxes on energy. So I, I always look at Pennsylvania, and it's a balancing act in some ways, but people cross the aisle for their constituents. Yeah, they, absolutely they will. Um, and that's we are elected to represent, you know, our approximately 65,000 constituents. Um, and they are our priority, but um, there are times when you have to look at the greater good of the Commonwealth, because if you are not, it will come back and impact every Pennsylvanian, not just your district. It will. It certainly will. Well, we appreciate your time. Uh, we have some other candidates. It's candidate day on the uh, 29th of April, and uh, does feel like uh, March 29th real feel as far as temperature wise but uh, again uh, appreciate uh, your work in uh, Harrisburg and uh, best of health to you thank you very much Have thank a great you Linda day. good talking to you good to talk to you bye bye Well, John, a, a representative that's certainly very well-respected, uh, people who don't get to Harrisburg, but among She's her, very among steady. Her peers, uh, very, uh, very good, and, a, and a, uh, like I said, a lady that holds herself high. Yeah. Tr- truly a, yeah, a, a lady of politics yeah. down in Harrisburg. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. Uh, again, you're listening to On the Mark. On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. That's... 
second cup of coffee. That's why the bumper music is at a fast pace. Uh, Matt, real quick, though, uh, we talked about the Eagles, but I think the Steelers had potentially maybe got the draft choice that they exi- you know, exactly needed. And yeah, potential the, will be the, uh, the pick kid is coming back home. Can yeah, you pick it? I think he's going to have to walk. I've been in the complex of Three River Stadium, which is not called Three River Stadium. Hines Field. Hines Field. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. A complex and uh, a local uh, person here, Henry Hynoski, uh, who played at Pitt. So I've been in the Pitt locker room, and then you walk down and you're in the Steelers locker That's room. Right. You're literally, uh, I want to say, 400 feet, but uh, it's it's that close. And, of course, Pitt and uh, the Steelers share the complex and the field right. for practice. So, uh, But, uh, no, uh, we'll, the draft will be tonight. We'll get a couple more uh, folks. Uh, I'm going to guess that uh, the receiver that you got in the trade from the Titans is going to help. A.J. Brown. Yeah, he's going to be helpful, and I'm sure you yes. and Steve Jones might talk about that. And your glass on the Steve Jones show, we got to get your glass half full, <laughs> not half empty. we got to get you positive. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll give you I a, try. I, I, I'm going to get you a bottle of B12 that you can take it <laughs> take it 2.30 right before the show, and then you'll be psyched to go. So, uh, well, John, we got uh, one more interview. Yep. we got a, uh, a man who wants to go to Harrisburg and replace Kurt Mosser, and his name is Ron Tanny. Ron, uh, welcome f- to On the Mark. Uh, you're here with John Shipman and myself, Ben Reichley. Hi, good morning, Ben. John, how are we doing today? Good, good, good. Uh, we were going to do a little Pink Floyd there. Is there anybody out there? But uh, we got you. We got you. But but tell us about Ron Tanny. And uh, my first question is, uh, how often do you go to Matucci's? Well, I uh, a little bit about Ron Tanny. I go to Matucci's a lot. I would, uh, I'd be a liar if I said I uh, wasn't a big fan of their pizza and pasta. So, uh I find myself there a lot having their pizza. Actually, I just had their pizza last night for dinner. Well, good folks and a good place to be. And right around the corner is a shrine of high school football called the Silver Dome. Or, I'm sorry, the Silver Bowl. The Silver Bowl. Silver Bowl, yep. Yes. So, Ron, well, question we have, and and, and uh, John knows exactly what I'm going to say, is, uh, you know, why why do you want to go to Harrisburg and uh, and be in the state uh, the state house? and fight that battle. Yeah, no, and uh, like I said, I appreciate you having me on the show here today. Um, I'm happy to introduce myself to everyone. I'm happy to be endorsed by the Northumberland County Republican Party. Um, I'm looking to go to Harrisburg. You know, uh, I'm a conservative who's going to vote for the values of this area. I've, uh, I've grown up in this area. I've been a lifelong resident in this area. And, uh, you know, I'm willing to go to Harrisburg and fight for our area. You know, I'm you know, I want to go to Harrisburg. Um, I want to go to work for our small towns. I see a lot of value in what we have here and what we can have here in the future. Um, I'm, I'm a big member of the community. I love being involved. And I, uh, you know, with being a first responder, I'm involved in very, many, very many civic uh, organizations without, you know, throughout our community. And I feel the, uh, you know, my background brings a unique perspective with having a background in the juvenile justice uh, industry that will help me uh, be a, a positive leader for our area in Harrisburg. Ron, uh, what do you see as the number one problem uh, that, that you would face in Harrisburg uh, when representing the people of your district? 
ultimately, I see number one thing is, uh, you know, we need jobs, business development here. For the uh, for the last 24 years, I've been involved. Uh, my background in work has been in the juvenile justice industry. And for those, you know, 20 out of the last 24 years, I've been in management roles, um, as well as business development and program development roles. And those roles really consisted of me going out and meeting with county leaders um, to learn you know, some of the needs of those counties and what they needed. I was able to go back and work with the team to put services in place that would help uh, the county meet their needs. Um, I also had opportunities to look at programs and look at the programs, see, being able to evaluate how they were being run, um, was looking for their strengths and weaknesses and how we could build upon their strengths and where their weaknesses and how we can make those positive changes. So I feel, you know, having that ability, um, you know, I, I see value in being able to, you know, bring business to our area. I see value in being able to listen to being able to work with the, the people, the constituents of our district to bring in um, business. I think business is, is very big for our area. We need to uh, <clears throat> work with our businesses that we have in our area to help them out, the small business owners, but we also need to be able to work to bring new business into our area. And, you know, talking about bringing new business into the area, you know, that's going to create sustainable jobs um, for our people. Uh, we need to, you know, talking about working with our small business owners and working with um being able to be creative to attract new business and that you know that starts with getting competitive with you know some of our our corporate tax that we have we're the second highest corporate tax in um in the united states we uh we need to work to try and get people to, to come to this area we want to keep our people in area so i think starting off with jobs in our area is, is a big thing to uh you know, keep people in area and attract people to our area. And I understand this, Ron, you wouldn't be really involved intimately in understanding the Reggie program, but, uh, you know, Pennsylvania uh, has been given a, a great asset, and it's called energy, and it comes in different forms. Uh, w would you see uh, yourself being a proponent of Pennsylvania energy? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, we uh, we're sitting on I think the second highest oil reserves and gas reserves, I mean, uh, you know, within the, uh, the United States. So I, I, it's very important that we invest in our, uh, in our state and what we have. The, uh, you know, the Reggie is just a bad deal for our families, workers, and our state all around. Um, you know, it just, we're just going out outsourcing our energy to other states and it just it doesn't help us build on what we have here you know i was always been a firm believer if you want something you need to invest in yourself to to better yourself we have that opportunity here with our state and our area where we can invest in ourselves um, to be a leader well ron you have been endorsed by the northumberland county gop i take it you'll be at uh, many of the events that are going to go on in the next uh what two uh two weeks plus here uh, coming up uh yes finishing up here uh we've asked a number of the candidates uh, uh what what gets you to harrisburg what do you have to do to get to harrisburg besides win the primary ultimately uh Getting out there, it's the hard work. Uh, this is my first, uh, you know, running on a political platform. So, you know, right from the beginning, uh, you know, I've had a tremendous support staff, you know, team behind me as far as friends and family. 
we've put together a great grassroots campaign, and that started off, you know, when we started with the petitions. You know, within a week, we were able to gain 1,300 signatures, which is four and a half times the amount needed to get on the ballot. From that point, we just rolled into, and it just kept growing, you know, the support of people reaching out, wanting to get involved. Um, started off with people getting together to uh, put signs together, get out and put signs. People t- take signs to their houses. Then <clears throat> ultimately, it took, uh, you know, it rolled into going out, going door to door and campaigning. Um, I've had the opportunity to, to reach out and hit some different municipalities and communities within our area of, of the 107th district to go out and introduce myself. So we've been, you know, knocking on doors in the evenings, introducing myself. I've had the opportunity to hear what the people have to say, some of their needs and concerns. So it's been great, and I, that's what I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to continue to uh, get out there in the communities, make myself known, knock on doors, introduce myself. If I want to be successful and I want to win this, I, I'm going to need the support of everyone in the 107 district. So my goal is to reach out and have that personal connection with as many people as I can. Well, Ron, we certainly appreciate your time and uh, best of luck to you. And uh, if things go your way, we'll look forward to uh, talking to you again on On the Mark. Thank you. I look forward to uh, seeing you at some of these events over the next few weeks, and uh, I appreciate the time today. Okay. Thank, thank you, Ron. Ron Taney, candidate for the Repu- in the Republican primary for the 107th district. legislative district, Yep. replacing Kurt Mosser, yep. good man who went to Harrisburg. Sounds like it. I think he's... Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Kurt Mosser is going to be tough to replace. He uh, is. He's, he was uh, always steady, always... Uh, as much as we talked about Linda being a lady, Kurt Mosser was a gentleman. Yes, he was. So, so good. Well, John, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to have a little free time to discuss a couple issues. All right. <laughs> is that the same song, or is that a different one? One of my favorites. I just have to tap my foot faster, I guess. Holy smokes, John. This is the, some of the songs make your hair rise. I know. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, you're listening on the mark. Uh, we didn't do headline news, but let me trust you. There is news locally, nationally, even statewide and worldwide news is out there, so you guys can go get it. Go to, uh, what, sunburybroadcasting.com, get on the Internet and check out the news. But, uh, John, a couple issues. Uh, let's discuss. Interesting candidates today. I think so. Uh, I think good, some good, solid people. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, whether they'll win or not, uh, I think they're sincere. Um, I think that they they uh, are really interested in representing the, uh, the people of their districts. Um, and uh, the, uh, you know, even uh, even Ron, a uh, new guy to politics, uh, sounds like uh, he's uh, thought it well through pretty well. So I think we had some uh, good conversations. I, I think Ron sounded a little uh, Joe the Plumber-like. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, like yeah. a practical, practical person. And again, uh, you know, Mark made these appointments. I would have tried to get uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman or maybe uh, Connor Lamb on. Yeah. Uh, you know, Josh Shapiro, he, he just needs to wait till the uh, the big game in November. That's yeah, what he has to play. So, uh, but no, uh, interesting candidates around. Uh, let's locally get into something that is truly a burr under my saddle. And I'm not even on a horse. Right. It's Lake Augusta. 
yeah. the, the, the fiber dam, as we go locally. It, uh, as I say, what in the Sam Hill is going on? And it is just, uh, hmm, how would I politely want to say this, which I can't, but what is going on there? Because this is a debacle, and uh, this, not the folks that are running the dam and the local folks, this goes higher than that. But th- this is just uh, ridiculous that we cannot get this straightened out and it's gone so long and believe me i don't care if i understand the temperatures under 55 the heases won't take i understand the engineering scenarios to a degree we don't have exact details but we cannot get a damn dam to work in our area well you know and this is not the first time we've had problems if you remember back about 12 or 15 years ago, we went through the same thing, uh, and half the summer was lost uh, because uh, they were not proactive to start with, and I think it's uh, the problem that this it's not high on this administration's uh, to-do list, and so it's just sort of uh, got neglected, and to our area, it's important. It is, and, and here's the other part. People are wanting to do commerce, have businesses set up, people come locally, but interesting, in the paper today, uh, on page three, though, it gets in do bag six, which is next to Schmokin Dam, and if I could paraphrase a little bit, a, a thorough inspection revealed premature wear and tear. The two gentlemen who were working on it said the bag was a was faulty from the manufacturer that they never used before. So they didn't use the bag, or they never used that manufacturer because somebody something's telling me low bid. They never used the manufacturer, or they never used this bag, or however. But again. John, there are people going up into space. There's rockets that are coming down and landing <laughs> uh, on the on the platforms, and we can't get a consistent use. And it's not fair for those boaters, people like yourself, or McGranahan, Joe McGranahan's, right. Than Mitchell boats. I mean, we we can't get the commerce moving in this area consistently and uh, I, I, I think this is a government boondoggle and, and I'm not talking about the guys locally that are trying to do the best they can because all it flows down to them so they're getting that but uh, I, I think I think we and we didn't ask Linda but I, I, I think our local uh, Senator Gordner Linda Dave Rowe we got to get uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, well Dan Muser congressman yep. should be involved maybe GT also Thompson. The bags have been an issue have been a, a problem from the get go. Uh, Firestone did the original bags. They were not very satisfactory. Then we, we they started getting them from Bridgestone. Bridgestone made a pretty decent product. Now they go out and buy from a totally different supplier uh, that probably doesn't understand. And you know you have to when you're making something like that you have to sort of understand understand the dynamics of the river. It's not just about putting seven or nine plies together in, 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 a, in a process. I agree, John, but we built, when was the Erie Canal completed? Yeah. I, mean, I think technology has moved from the 1800s up to now, and we cannot get this working. Yeah. And and I, I would, hey, my hats off, great article about the folks that got out and cleaned up the riverbank and did all the work on that stuff, but not to have a consistency. Things happen. I understand things happen happen, but not to have this being more consistent yeah. than not, and what is the problem? I, yeah. I, I think there's some ineptness and some government overreach and underreach and no reach. I think that's the case. I think it just got neglected. Uh, it's not high on the current administration's list, and it just got overlooked, and uh, when you assume that something is going to be taken care of, you know how what the award assumes how it spells, <laughs> and, and that's what happened here. Uh, it just uh, didn't happen 
happen when it should have happened because nobody was paying attention. Well, I appreciate the time. I enjoyed being with ben, you, always friend. a pleasure. I mean, Good uh, seeing you again. Hopefully, uh, Mark, we'll kick Mark out and we'll do this again sometime. And uh, But, uh, no, enjoyed it. Thank uh, you very much. Folks, you've been listening to On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, Sunbury Motor Company, if you'd like to go down on 4th Street and see them or the Kia dealership over in Hummers Wharf, but you can get Sunbury Motor Company at sunburymotors.com. This is WKOK.